Oh, we should address a couple episodes recently have come out late. Oh, sure. Yes. <laughs> and that is because uh, we are both very busy boys. Busy boys. And sometimes life happens. And we were doing our best to get it out as fast as possible. But the first one that came out late was because we got stuck in Vegas. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we, I didn't bring the, my computer with me. So we literally could not post it because we didn't come home for an extra day, 40 hours, which we talked about. Yeah. Uh, and then the last episode came out a, a couple days late because I was deep in final season and had a bunch of projects due within three days of it being due to come out. So if, if it doesn't come out right away, it'll be coming out within the next couple of days. And, uh, I mean, the Life happens, four man. people that listen to this probably don't really care, but <laughs> four people meaning <laughs> it's our probably parents. worth mentioning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Life happens and it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we never commit to, well, we commit to dates in for us, yeah. but we just say twice a month. So it, yeah. it approximately, we do our best to do the first and the 16th and, uh, sometimes it might be within, 72 hours of that <laughs> yes indeed as long as it comes out Wonderful. twice a month though like we have yeah. we have set a time frame for that exactly <laughs> yeah and for the most part it'll come out on time but totally once in a while hopefully it's this is not the beginning of a pattern yeah <laughs> welcome to taste bc radio where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants breweries wineries and just about anywhere where we can eat or drink local i'm jeff and I'm Dan, and we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBCRadio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. So I, Dan, am all worked up today because oh. I went and dropped off Kalina at work, and then I went and got a couple of coffees. And I was driving back to drop them off. And as I turn the last corner, the thing flips over and all the coffee spilled all over the front of my... Fortunately, they were on like the foot part, like the, like, not on the seat or anything, but like on the... And I have like those mud covers. Yeah. But I was like, no! And like I reached down to like pull them up. And as I do, there's like a third of the coffee left in it. (laughs) That is a catastrophe. Yeah, and I think this is not the first time I've talked about spilling coffee everywhere on this podcast. <laughs> I don't even think I. I'm pretty sure I've talked about spilling coffee on myself as well. Yeah, we're just a couple yeah, of spilly, spilly people. Spilly coffee people, yeah. Spilly McSpill pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So I got about like two sips out of my coffee, which is great. Oh. But it looks like you have another one. Is that right? Yeah, I just, I just came home and made my own like an adult. <laughs> well, if I can't have streak, or if I can't have coffee from a shop, I'm just gonna go home and make it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but don't worry, I still get to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> pay for it twice. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So what's new with you? Um. Well, we are. We got our chimney removed and a fireplace taken off of our wall. We've tear- torn apart our downstairs bathroom, and I'm on vacation. So there you go. Goodness gracious! Um, taking a vacation to do more work at home. So that's always nice. <laughs> Which was not my plan going into vacation, by the way. No, no, of course. But no, but things, are okay. things are good. Things are good. 
we had our uh, end of year soccer banquet, which was really a lot of fun. So uh, we rented this hall, which used to be a nightclub in Victoria, which I guess is now like an <laughs> events hall. <laughs> um, downstairs, oh, that's funny. Yeah, downstairs in the Sticky Wicket. So it was uh, like the Div 1 team, men and women, uh, over 35 men and women, um, all the way till like the under 21s were also there. And hmm. uh, yeah, just a really fun night for uh, for the club. And um, they had pretty good food as well, which was really nice. And uh, beers on tap. So can't really ask for much more than that. That was a lot That's of fun. That's good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Got to reminisce in the memories of the season and uh, see how other teams did. And uh, it sounds like our club did quite well across the board, which is really nice. Nice to see. So you have something pretty exciting coming up. Tell us about it. Um, my final exam? No, but also yes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yes. Um, on this coming Saturday, which will be two Saturdays ago when this comes out, actually, I am going to be in California running a race, a 50k race through the woods of Northern California. Just you? Which is, well, my wife and me. Yes. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Saved you a little there. You're welcome. <laughs> you said I anyway. Um, yeah. So th- this is uh, it's been kind of a bucket list race for a while um, since I've, pretty much ever since I found out about it, and I kind of never expected to really do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kalina, Kalina was like, "Oh, we should do it," and I was like, "Wait, what? Really?" And she's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay." So we've been um, training a bunch for it and we're kind of in the last week we're what like four or five days away from it yeah and uh pretty excited pretty nervous yeah, yeah. it's the longest distance that either of us have ever done and but it should be exciting we're just expecting to go out and have fun doing it weather looks like it's going to be nice and then we get uh two days in sonoma to recover and then two days in la after that so Sweet. yeah should be pretty fun that sounds awesome. Yeah, well, and tell me more about the race. Like, where, 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 where? So, it's in an area called Mendocino. Yeah. Which is a coastal town. Uh, I've actually driven through it and not stopped. Uh-huh. Uh, when we did a, kind of like a West Coast uh, trip. Like, I, don't, I can't remember what that's called. It's like the I-1 or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, back in 20... 12-ish maybe yeah we did kind of a coastal trip down the the oregon and california coast um but yeah so it's only 150 people get into the race and i was able to be on the computer and it went live at 8 a.m and by 802 with my two screens up i was able to get both uh both registries for each me and kalina and then we we're like oh crap it's real. So wow. <laughs> I guess we have to start training for it. So we, um, <laughs> it's all trail and it's just, yeah, through kind of like coastal Northern California. So it's really beautiful. Um, you climb up three peaks and then go right back down those three peaks. And so you get some great views from up there of the coast. And, and then at one point you actually run like right on the ocean, um for about probably five to ten kilometers and uh yeah i mean the town is incredibly small there's not really much that happens there it's just kind of like a little touristy town it looks like so there's this is kind of like one of the biggest events that happens all year there (laughs) and it's um yeah 
That sounds pretty awesome. Minus the 50 kilometers yes. of running. <laughs> Yuck. Well, it's okay. We're just going to take it easy and just get through it. So we're not, we're not going for yeah, a medal yeah. or anything. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Well, that's pretty cool. How has uh, training gone for you guys? Because that's a lot. There's it's, a lot of kilometers that go into training. Yeah, it's it's had its um, ups and downs. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, I've been it's been pretty good. Uh, um, the, I I I've, I've, I was actually pretty unhappy with the training plan that we ended up following. Uh, there was a lot of things that kind of just didn't follow the the rules of training so to speak mm. it was kind of designed for people that didn't have much time during the weekdays and kind of when we started it right. that was what we expected but in hindsight probably with where our lives ended up in the last couple of months in terms of like mm. our work schedules and stuff it probably would have been better if we had done heavier heavier mileage during the week and a little bit more spread out over the weekends because right. we ended up kind of resigning our entire Saturdays to running yeah. uh, because by the time we got up to the higher mileage, we were out there for anywhere from five to eight hours in the woods and then come back and just be, you know, bagged and not want to do anything for the rest of the day or I'd have to go to work. And so we oh, wouldn't God. have any kind of um, good, you know, we were just out there for a long time. Whereas typically for training for ultras, you would do, um, kind of two longer runs back to back days. Right. Uh, but we, we decided not to do that training plan. We decided to do this other kind of method training plan where you do kind of more of a traditional build on and build up to actually the marathon distance mm-hmm. on in a single run. So you kind of get that confidence. And for, for those who haven't done that distance before, that almost seems more approachable because you're like, okay, I mentally I'm more prepared because I've, I've almost done this distance Yeah. versus like if you were to do back to backs, it's like, okay, well, I've only ever run for, uh, you know, 30 kilometers at a time. So how am I supposed to do the, you know, an additional 20 versus how am I supposed to do an additional eight? Right. So it makes it a lot more approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, in hindsight, it, it felt like it really, it really had the pinnacle of the running on that one day. And then the rest of the week was quite minor and, and more um, of a chore than it was like training. So, Right. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was uh and then the run we're doing isn't particularly high elevation in terms of like how much climb there is. Right. But all of the climbing is over the three pretty steep climbs. Right. So we have a lot of flat, but then we have like a really steep climb and a really steep descend and then flat and then a really steep climb and a really steep descend and then flat and then a really steep climb and a really steep descend. Are they spread out across the entire distance or is it like one right after the other or like where do they normally sit? Um, the three climbs are between kilometer 10 and kilometer 40. Oh, okay. So like the first 10 and the last 10 are a flat and then you have this like quick spike and then kind of a bit of flat and then quick spike and then a bit of flat and then a spike up and then kind of a slow downhill. I mean, that's kind of nice, yeah. right? Like it's not going to burn you out like immediately and it's not going to destroy you right, right at the end. That's, that's, that's exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a really nice course and it's supposed to be a really fast course because of that, because it has the like warm up and the, you know, the flat at the end. Yeah. Um, but we, where we were training as well, we had kind of similar mountains and we, um, we're doing a lot of kind of like hill training and stuff. And some of the times it was just like destroyed us at the end because the way that we could get around from our training would be, we'd end up like going over a 
1500 meter climb at kilometer like 37 out of 40 <laughs> so it was just really a lot at certain points so um oh god yeah yikes well you are you two are both braver than i am because that sounds terrible to me <laughs> <laughs> although i do like trail racing so trail racing is a lot of fun so I think maybe yeah. it would be in what the about... cards for me uh, maybe later on in life. I don't know. Because um, we did the, we you and I did a, well, us four, we did a, um, a trail race together. And it'd be fun to do, like, because we did the Island Trail Race Series last year. And it'd be, re- we did the short, so they give you an option of doing the short course or the long course. And we did the short course, which is a good, like, introduction to trail racing. Um, so right. it'd be interesting to do the long course is and yeah get a real because i think the long course doesn't go over half cl- half marathon right distance i think there's one tw- uh, if memory serves which it doesn't um <laughs> i think there's one that's like some weird number like 22 or 23 but like you know with trail racing yeah. it's like you you're told 22 and like yeah. you end up doing like 22.8 or like 23 yeah or, or you do 21 or 20 yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. yeah, maybe someday, maybe someday, but right now that 50 kilometers sounds terrible. <laughs> but good for you guys for doing well, it cuz that's m- bonkers. Maybe you can join me um next year. I'm hoping to do the Finlayson 100, so. Oh god. Jump right into a 100k? Oh yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can join me for the training runs. No, sure. Yeah um yeah. are you gonna do you think you're gonna come out and actually run the course like for a training sesh or i know you're probably never mind uh, scratch that question that's too far in the future probably not no, no i think enough. i think there's um i think that's it's possible i mean yeah. i could come out and do a run out there but yeah yeah i mean I, that means you'd have to host me again oh no <laughs> heaven forbid what a what an inconvenience yeah <laughs> Well, Dan, as you know, we're talking about beer today, so... Back to our roots. Yeah, that that beer on tap at a former nightclub actually is a perfect segue into what I'm going to be talking about. Nice! Is it also at a nightclub? (laughs) A former nightclub, yeah. Actually? Yeah. (laughs) What are the chances? Yeah, we couldn't have planned that better. (laughs) So the brewery I want to talk about is called Slackwater Brewing, and you and I have actually been there together. I was going to say, I recognize that name. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So it's in located in Penticton. It opened in June 2019. And they started very small and said, hey, we're going to do things right. We're going to just, you know, make sure that we get lots of feedback in the first year and change things as we need to. Within a month, they had already rotated through four menus, like uh, uh, food menus, Oof. to try to figure out what was best to be on the menu. Yeah. They hired a brewer that had formerly worked at Powell Street and Postmark Brewing. And the unit that they took over was formerly a nightclub. It was called the Mule Nightclub. And so, needless to say, big space, right? Big open space. So the they're actually a two-story building. And they have a street-level patio on the ground floor. And then they have a big open space, very reminiscent of your big open tap room like no walls dividing anything just kind of like a big like open room with a bar in the middle and they have all their beers on top obviously they serve some non-alcoholic beers they have 
uh, wine and cider that's local. We'll get into their beers in a second. Um, upstairs, they have a more of kind of like a pubby vibe. So they have pool and other kind of games. They've got a private dining area and then they have a rooftop patio. So um, two patios, two floors, and uh, the decor in the whole area is like very like seafarer. So they actually have like an old boat up on one of the kind of shells. I vaguely which, remember, um, remember somebody climbing into that on our night there. Yeah, someone, <laughs> when we were there, there was some like bachelor party or something and someone was hammered and like jumped from this the somehow jumped like across the stairwell and got into the boat and uh don't do that if you're there the staff were very unhappy about it and it was actually looked like extremely dangerous and they had a really hard time getting him down because they had to bring out a ladder and coax him down and everything's and the the boat didn't look like it was um for obvious reasons it wasn't you know secured there because no one's gonna go to it so it it actually started like wobbling around when he was up there in it so uh anyway um they got like an old fishing boat up on them on the mantle they have you know nets and other kind of seafarer stuff uh that's an obvious theme for them in the okanagan uh in peticton they have or that's an obvious theme for them being called slack water is very kind of seafarer stuff um they have their brewing Vats are all custom-made from a stainless steel company in Somerville. And from the second floor, you can actually see down into the kind of brewing studio or the brewing room uh, and see all their custom custom stuff. Um, the Oh, the other great thing before I actually get into the specific beers that they're currently brewing is they had already won several awards by the time they opened for the quality of their beers. Wow. Because they had started brewing, obviously, and started submitting and stuff. And so by the time they opened, they actually had won uh, awards for the quality of them. So Wow. So um, going into the beers that they actually produce, uh, they've got uh, kind of something for everyone. They On their website, it says, We enjoy brewing crispy lagers and pilsners, mighty yet approachable IPAs, beers loaded with fruits, and light beers for the beach and dark beers for a campfire. And even some funky stuff from time to time. So they kind of do really approach everything. They, um, they've they got a dry Irish nitro stout, Dan, which I think that you would like. I do, yeah. <laughs> um, they have, and I'm just naming a few of them, but the ones that stand out. Uh, they have one called the Party Wave, which is a hazy pale ale with mosaic and amarillo hops. They have What the Fog, which looks incredible. A New England IPA with Citra and Eldorado hops. Noise. Um, they have a mashup with Coast Mountain Brewing, a, a mezcal mango margarita gose, or gosa, depending how you pronounce it, <laughs> and a Chasing Chrome, which is a white IPA with citra, coriander, and orange peel. So just, just to name a few that jumped out at me looking at the current menu, uh, when we went there, um, it was the menu's been updated since then, so... I can't really speak to any of those specific beers, but the beers that I did have when I went there, I remember just loving all of them across the flight. Um, so, so yeah. Um, they have a extensive food menu as well. Uh, their happy hour, they have uh, $6 draft beers. They have um, 
a few food items on there, including burger and buffalo spinach dip and fried chicken sandwich on their happy hour menus. But their actual kitchen still pumps out tons of really great food as well. They have, uh, you know, pretzel, which is an absolute must at a brewery. Of course. They've got... Uh, they've got chickpea fritters. They've got a vegetarian calamari, wings, flatbread. They've got you know several burger options, fish and chips, uh, pot pie, and a couple desserts as well. So kind of like across what you'd expect from like a brewery and what you'd expect from a pub. So they've got like the fish and chips and the burgers and the whatever. Which there is a lot of crossover on that Venn diagram between those two. Mm. Um, but I do think that there's like a little bit of you know a brewery has like a little bit different kind of tier of what they're expected to serve mm-hmm. so they have things like polenta fries chickpea fritters uh but they have like the old-fashioned like pub things like scotch eggs and um and wings and all that kind of stuff so really approachable menu for anybody there's tons of vegetarian options they have specifically they have gluten-free options as well and um they actually serve gluten-free beer as well and they have um they do all of their brewing and canning at the actual facility that is also the tap room that's so cool i love and so 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 they actually distribute kind of all over bc and and even into alberta as well um they're in you know probably i i'm not counting this but maybe over 200 locations in the okanagan and and then over 150 locations probably more than that actually mm-hmm. but most notable ones are you know jack's big distribution companies um oh yeah uh they've got a couple bcls they've got a lot of you know um this the the bigger independent um liquor stores yeah tons in vancouver there are i don't see any in victoria of course not <laughs> well it just adds another complication to get across the water right worth it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like there's any on the island unless it's, this list hasn't been updated, uh, unfortunately. But um, rude. You'll just have to come out here and take a peek. But they they distribute all the way up to Whistler, uh, all through Vancouver, and um, they're even in some specific um, pubs. It looks like too, like the Lennox Pub in Vancouver. Ah. I'm not sure if that's just off sales or if that they actually serve them. But yeah, they're um, uh, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was they have a beer club. And this is not like a wine club where you have to pay a subscription and you get beer sent to you. Uh, instead, it's a one-time membership fee of $30. Yeah. And with that fee, you get a uh, growler, like a slack, a slack water growler, and it filled. And then you also get $2 off any future fills of that growler and $1 off taproom draft. And then 15% off of the merchandise in the taproom. So it kind of immediately pays for itself Dang. if you just go there a couple times. Uh, and then they have a kitchen test menu lottery, which is where if you're part of the club, you can enter to win some uh, some of the, the the test food that they're they're planning on doing. So that you can uh, give feedback and let them know what you think of it. So, and it's it's we've talked about a beer club before, uh, where there was kind of limited amount of spots. This one is unlimited, so you just you get it, you get your growler, and away you go. So cool. That's a great idea. I love that. And it also gets you to go into the uh, um, into the brewery, the brewery itself, which is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was When I was reading about it, there was an interview with the, um, one of the founders, Liam Payton, and he 
was saying because the interview happened about a month after they opened yeah. and he was saying it's incredible to see that we already have regulars and so, that's if, so if that's the case within a month that's really just like um really a testament to what they're doing is 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 right yeah and um they survived the pandemic and they're still going strong um mm. liam and his wife kind of run the day-to-day operations there uh so they're still heavily involved with it as mm. the founders and it just seems like they with the experience that they all have the the opening team has uh with opening restaurants they knew we got to make sure that all of our staff are like really well trained and really knowledgeable and they've just kind of maintained that foundation since ever since the beginning and love that um a lot of breweries are like hello welcome here's the server pad and uh these are the names of the beers <laughs> yeah and there you go have fun and, yeah yeah so it's really great especially the size of the tap room it as is well, huge because it is, yeah it is massive yeah. which is great oh and i forgot to mention they do they do live music they have bingo night sometimes um so they're always they're always something happening there it's great and and bumping and it was definitely like right in the heart we were there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like right in the heart of downtown Penticton yeah. too. It's pretty close to the water, so it's really accessible. Um, pretty much no matter where you're staying in Penticton, yeah. it's walkable. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, that was a great trip. We should do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're looking for a great brewery food experience, brewery and food experience, they are located at two one eight Martin Street in Penticton. Love it. Perfect. So, Dan, well, I would like to know what you have been eating and or drinking lately. So, I've got a cool one, and it's a little bit... Well, I don't know if we've talked about the whole uh, alcohol seltzer kind of movement. Maybe we have a, a little bit, but I really want to highlight this one that we got to try at a uh, very special brewery that we love to go to, especially when we're in the area, and we don't get to go there very often uh, because it's fairly far from us. Uh, and it, the brewery itself is called Dog Mountain Brewery, and it's uh, found in Port Alberni, which is, oh, geez, two and a half, three hours away from us, I would say, probably somewhere around there, um, about mid-island and then on your way out to Tofino. Beautiful little town. Um, this Dog Mountain Brewery is relatively new to the to uh, Port Alberni. I believe it was 2019, or, uh, I believe, when it opened. And uh, it's a beautiful location. You're kind of looking over the harbor and over part of like, uh, the mill and then old downtown Port Alberni, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And less about the brewery, more about the seltzer, though. This one is called Sour Cherry Peach Rough Water Seltzer. seltzer. And, like, I don't know about you, and people may have noticed <laughs> that there's a lot of, like, not beer uh, being uh, sold, especially at breweries. They're kind of going, like, a different direction because not everybody wa- yeah. wants to have a beer and stuff. A lot of, like gluten intolerance and stuff like that and that's fair and so uh, a lot of breweries are capitalizing on or i shouldn't say capitalizing are kind of working to uh, provide other options for people so that everybody can come and enjoy themselves at their brewery which is totally a great great idea this one especially was the last i got to try it when we went there on our way Actually, I think we were just staying in Port Alberni. Um, (laughs) Normally we stop on our way out to Tofino, but I think this time we were actually staying in Port Alberni. Um, And it is just such a wonderful uh, introduction to seltzer, or kind of alkalized seltzer. 
Um, it's got a nice little bit of uh, sour cherry to begin with, and then it finishes off with a lovely like peach stone fruit kind of finish. And you get a little bit of the the fuzziness, if you will, from uh, from the peach flavor. Um, and uh, so to kind of combine like the sour cherry and like the sweetness and the pucker factor, the uh, uh, the, I almost want to call it the hairiness of, the, of peach um, is a pretty um, impressive uh, flavor profile to go with. And they do it very, very well. It's so crushable, especially on like a warm, sunny day. Um, uh, and having it at the brewery on top, on their rooftop patio, looking out uh, across the city is just such an amazing experience. And, um, yeah. it's definitely one to look out for. It's four and a half percent, uh, and very low sugar content, despite it being quite like flavorful, which is really nice. Um, especially if you're not wanting to drink ha- or have too much sugar or if sugar makes you sick with alcohol because that's definitely my (laughs) my problem (laughs) so this is a really good alternative uh to having a beer or having one of those like really high sugar kind of um coolers so definitely worth yeah yeah. and it, it looks like they actually can it as well which is really cool so you can probably find it at local liquor stores i'd have to um i'd have to look into that a little bit more but they show they showcase them in a can so which is pretty cool so maybe something to i think that's more of a summer thing that they probably can it so summer when summertime rolls around definitely look out for this as a alternative to your beer drinking needs yeah or wants well a lot of a lot of breweries are getting into at least one seltzer anyway because it's brewed like beer right so it's a really easy transition for them to do absolutely so yeah. Well, and this one is also gluten free, so, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think well, I think most, I, was, I think most. I, think I, I are, was just gonna say I don't know why they're. I mean, they say gluten free too. Well, I guess they ferment it with corn as well. So that, which is kind of right. kind of interesting. Well, yeah. So the there's no like wheat, barley, and yes. malt in the seltzer. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. take all that. But otherwise, it's very similar kind of process, and they can use all the same equipment for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, repeat the name of it and repeat the brewery. Sour Cherry Peach Rough Water Seltzer from Dog Mountain Brewery. Is that the one that we went to? No. Okay. But hold that thought. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what are you drinking this these days? Or eating? Yeah, I actually ate something wonderful. Um, I went out to Fort Langley Ooh. a couple days ago. And we were just grabbing a quick bite to eat with a friend and then uh, and just for a visit. And we went to a little place called Little Donkey. Oh. And it's it's this little kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with Fort Langley, but all the kind of shops are like old and like really historic, kind of yeah. small town feeling. And so you walk in, this counter service. And this place has actually been around for a really long time. I think they've recently changed ownership or they did in the last few years. Um but that's irrelevant to the what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, they are, you know, burritos, burrito bowls, um, really simple menu, but, you know, a bunch of things. They've got a lot of, like, fusion um, burritos as well. Well, not a lot. They have some fusion burritos as well, which I was really craving something kind of um, atypical that day. And I got exactly what I wanted. So what I got was called the Corrito. It's like curry burrito, so currito. And it was brown rice, curry chickpeas, yam, corn, sweet pepper, peas, cabbage, 
uh, crema. I think it was like a cilantro crema, uh, chipotle and cilantro. And it was so good. It was just this, it was the, the tortilla was perfectly toasted. There was not too much rice in it. Uh, there was tons of flavor coming from the curry chickpeas. It was like a nice green curry. So super, super flavorful, really aromatic. Um, the, the sweet peppers and the peas just like absolutely popped in there. The cabbage gave it some nice crunch. Uh, the yams gave it a, and corn gave it some sweetness and the chipotle gave it a little bit of heat, but that kind of matched perfectly with the curry and like getting like a Mexican Indian fusion was really interesting. Like I've had like, I've had like burritos of like, you know, like butter chicken or whatever. And basically it's just like a vet. Typically you'd expect it in like a non, but sometimes, you know, you just got to do what you got to do and you just need a way to eat it. Right. Um, But this one was, yeah, the, the curry was very kind of aromatic. It was like almost on the fence of being like a, like a Thai curry, Mm -hmm. uh, like a Thai green curry, but it was more of like the cumin coriandery kind of feel. So it had that really kind of, um, it wasn't like what you'd expect from like a, like a super creamy curry. It was right. just like, they had all those like flavors and it was like a, almost like a dry curry, but it wasn't a dry burrito whatsoever. So it was really, really flavorful, really great. Um, you know, that last bite you get where it's like all the folded yeah. uh, bit of the tortilla. Uh, even that was super delicious. It had the, you know, kind of the curry like oozing into it and the crema like oozing into it. And so, but it wasn't like dripping down my hand, which I get really weird about, food dripping down my hand when i eat it so that was really nice oh, the messier um, the like better said, though no 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 <laughs> no mess messy food is good as long as it doesn't mess up my hands <laughs> <laughs> you would have not yeah. liked the fajitas that we made last night then <laughs> yeah well maybe with a knife and fork i would <laughs> yeah fair, fair. <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm really weird about having clean hands when i eat well, just in general, actually, I just I just don't like having dirty hands. It weirds me out. Maybe it's from my years of being in a kitchen and having to have clean hands working. So ah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So um, they also have a couple uh, other options like um, chicken and pulled pork and brisket. They have a fish. Um, uh, sorry, they have like a uh, a fish one, which is with a breaded cod. Mm. Which you'd like, yep. um, and then they serve Doritos, which are the um, those like Mexican drinks. Yeah, oh, I love those, um, like sodas. Yeah, and, and I got a margarita as well. Good for <laughs> it was you. Good. Yeah, <laughs> it was Sunday, and I was Sunday fun having day. a great time. So Sunday fun day. <laughs> so yeah, the margarita was great too. It was uh, nice and limey. There was a tagine rim. Uh, it wasn't overly powerfully tequila-y, uh, but it, you could definitely taste it, so it wasn't too sweet. Uh, it was nice and tart. It was good. Lovely. Love. Yeah, the highlight was definitely the burrito, though. So We'll have to go out to Fort Langley. Langley's really yeah. coming to its own, eh? Like, even, like, across the board. It's just... Yeah, well, the city of Langley is popping off, and Fort Langley's always just been great. And then the township of Langley is starting to catch up, it's getting a bunch of breweries and kind of converting away from just being farmland. But mm-hmm. yeah, the city of Langley, we kind of talked about this as well, that yeah. it, it helps that the SkyTrain is going to be going out there. So. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. All right. You, I understand, have a brewery for me as well. Yes. And <laughs> continuing along the trend of this one, we've, all four of us have been to this one together as well. 
which is pretty awesome. And it also happens to be in Port Alberni. <laughs> so the brewery that right. I want to talk about is called Twin City Brewing. And um, it opened in 2017, and the head brewer and owner of it, Aaron Collin, I apologize if I've gotten your name wrong, or I pronounced it wrong, uh, started it in 2017 after carrying his passion for home brewing to become a professional brewer, which I always find is kind of cool, you know, and it takes a lot of yeah, guts yeah. to to take uh, what some would consider a hobby and turn it into uh, your lifestyle and uh, your career, basically. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it actually, he actually had to start, it took him a while to get going. And he even did like a crowdfunding campaign to help like start up the, the brewery, which I think is also pretty cool because it involves like the community. So I feel like the people of Port Alberni probably have like this, uh, like an increased connection to the brewery because it's kind of some some of the locals probably uh, invest invested if you will into the crowdfunding yeah, funded it yeah which is really neat um, and ever since they opened up they have been building a reputation of incredibly good solid beers uh, along with creative ones and absolutely delicious food and we make a point of stopping there every time we're out there because it's just that good um yeah and just to bring the podcast full circle that's the one we went to after we did a trail race with you yeah it's almost like i kind of preemptively uh, said that eh <laughs> <laughs> so th- we'll never know we'll never know a little bit of a history on why they call it twin cities and i actually didn't know this um but port alberni used to be two cities uh, so Port Alberni and the city of Alberni. In 1964, uh, a tsunami hit uh, Port Alberni, triggered by an earthquake in Alaska, and uh, the wave came in and destroyed a bunch of homes and businesses in both communities. And so the twi- the Twin Cities got together and kind of amalgamated after this and became Port Alberni in uh, 1967. So about three years after the tsunami. So I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, little bit of history that I actually didn't even know, and shockingly, yeah. <laughs> and um, and why they call it, and it kind of pays homage to uh, this horrific event that happened. Um, I actually didn't even know that Vancouver Island had been hit by a tsunami before. So that's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. And so for them to call it Twin Cities as paying homage to this event is pretty pretty cool. Um, so well, Port Alberni is in a valley too, right? So it's just gonna get devastated. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so Port Alberni is pretty known for being uh, reliant on the paper mill and stuff like that, and the pulp mill. And so these days, kind of going away from that kind of uh, manufacturing and stuff like that, and um, I think they've kind of struggled a little bit. um, But what they've what they seem to be leaning towards is more like tourist attractions and, uh, and right. breweries, definitely, because now there's three and they're all fantastic. Uh, they all do the, their own thing very, very well. But have Twin Cities being the OG of Port Alberni, they definitely know, <laughs> they definitely um, do it right. That's for sure. Um, like most, I would say, like most breweries, they have something for everyone. Um, they've got a lovely. And I've tried actually most of their, um, definitely their mainstays and, um, uh, and 
they've got clean, crisp uh, ales. They've got a lovely, uh, they call it the Swedish Gymnast. Their single hopped blonde ale is <laughs> a really light uh, and lo- a nicely balanced blonde ale. Um, they have a grapefruit rot la- They have a grapefruit la- radler uh, that it's made in house with a uh, real grapefruit and stuff like that, and it's lovely if you're wanting something a little lighter and a little bit more fruit forward. Their dry porter is a really nice, easy drinking dry porter, um, and then they also have a bunch of. Um, they do quite a few seasonals, and that kind of rotates. Almost seems like a weekly. Uh, um, a weekly kind of change or it could be a monthly change uh their german doppelbach is an amazing doppelbach uh it is so malty and so clean and crisp it's a beautiful beautiful doppelbach and i would highly recommend yeah. uh having it they also do a cherry cola sour which uh, we got to try when we were there Ooh. which was really really nice exactly what you would expect uh and just super nicely so good right (laughs) um the other they also do quite a number of really good sours um i'm just trying to find which one where we did we get to try um they did a pineapple coconut sour which was a really nice blonde sour and lots it basically tastes like a beer mixed with a pina colada is basically what they're going with that and it tastes exactly as as you would expect it to uh the two more that i want to talk about which is their spark chaser the smoked red ale which is a lovely red ale with a little bit of smokiness so you get like the malt of a red ale uh the the little bit of hops and then this really nice smoky finish to it so really nice clean drink uh, and the last yeah, one... That sounds like a smoked beer that I actually would enjoy. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You definitely would. And then the last one I want to talk about is the Razzle Dazzle, which is our peach raspberry sour. Ooh. And it is so, like, tart and and yet sweet and sour, and it just tickles all of the uh, all of your uh, taste buds uh, all at once. It is a delicious, delicious little treat. Um... Their food as well is spectacular. They do a lot of like homemade dough for their pizza. Um, they have vegetarian options, and uh, they but they really they really want to showcase their the the smoked meats that they do in house. So they actually have a smoker in their kitchen. So they do a lot of like uh, smoked brisket and pork belly. Um, so they've right. got your uh, they've got your uh, sandwiches. They've got uh charcuterie boards uh they ha- have a uh beer pretzel which is, or a pretzel with a beer cheddar uh which is delicious um they also do a lot of their a lot of their menu uh is uh seasonal based so that a lot a lot of their uh ingredients or a lot of their menu is based on the time of the year so they can get really fresh and local uh ingredients um to make the best best food as we know amazing so really, really good across the board. Uh, going into the brewery itself, it's, you've got that kind of um, little bit, lots of like natural wood in there. Um, it's a really fun atmosphere. You can see the kitchen kind of in the background. They have a nice kind of wraparound a patio with lots of seating um, that can be heated as well during uh, cooler times. But in the summer, obviously, it's a nice open space around it's kind of in the the industrial part of port alberni so you have a lot mm-hmm. of open space so you get tons of sun 
um, and just sitting there enjoying your razzle dazzle in the in the sunshine <laughs> of uh, of the valley is just a great great experience. Yeah, yeah. We sat on the patio when yes, we went, we did. and I distinctly remember it's it's kind of near like a it's like a river. Uh, it's the near the inlet. Uh, so the so that's it. That is the ocean that's going into into the right. Into yeah, a river so, type so thing. You're, yeah, and then all the buildings around it are like uh, single level. Yeah, two levels at the most, yeah. and so yeah, you're getting a ton of that sunshine, even though the patio is covered. Yeah. Uh, but then they can open up the sides, which I guess they probably enclose during the winter. Totally. But yeah, I remember specifically being like, this is a really great patio, especially for the area. It kind of takes you out of that feeling of being in like the initial industrial area. But where we were sitting anyway, we were still looking at some greenery. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was really cool. And you get like, you can see like the mountains surrounding being in the valley as well. It's just, a, it's a beautiful landscape yeah. just in general. Uh, and they really yeah. capture that uh, really, really well. Um, so... If you're ever passing through or going to Port Alberni uh, itself, which is worth the trip, uh, especially with the three breweries that are open there, uh, the you definitely have to mark this on uh, a to-do list. Um, and Twin City Brewing is found at 4503 Margaret Street in Port Alberni. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our TasteBC map. Make sure to follow us at TasteBC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow, and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep, keep it, it tasty. tasty. Nice. So, Jeff, so, what do you got with, for me? So, so, so with, what do you... What do you what? <laughs> 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 Ooh.